When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Minnesota sports fans, we know all too well how it feels to sign up for a lifetime of purple pain. Welcome to Before We Die with Jesse and Thor on Purple Daily and Score North. What's going on, everybody? Should we get a little skull chant going on on a Victory Monday? Skull. 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 Ding dong, the witch is dead. You know, what a game, Minnesota, finishing the regular season 13-4 and four after a 29-13 win against the Chicago Bears, securing that number three seed. They will host the number six New York Giants, 3.30 Central, on Sunday in a wild card weekend. First playoff game, ladies and gentlemen, in Minneapolis since the Minneapolis Miracle back in 2018. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. This is Purple Dailies Before We Die on Score North. I'm Jesse Pierce covering a bunch of grown men who chase around a rubber puck on ice most normally. But this year, all in on the gridiron. I love to see it. What a year to become a true Vikings fan. Uh, down below us, Thor Nystrom, who is constantly chirping Ross and myself about our takes, our realism, if you will, which I think is what really sets us apart but he's always drinking the purple Kool-Aid positivity. We love to see it. And up there we got Ross Brendel. Ross, would you like to start with an official apology for being wrong or how do you want to play that? Yeah, I think we'll get to it, but I am, I don't know if an apology is needed for being wrong about saying for basically a month that green Bay is going to make the playoffs, but I will say I've never been very few times in my life. Have I been this ecstatic to be wrong? And it, it just, it feels great, and I will stomp on the grave this morning because let's not kid ourselves, Packers fans would absolutely do the same thing and have absolutely done the same thing. So even if it's only for an extra week, the Vikings will continue to play. They have a season. They have something to look forward to, and Green Bay doesn't, unless, of course, you're looking forward to Aaron Rodgers either retiring or putting on another jersey. So mm-hmm. very, very happy to be wrong. And I'm sure Thor is going to bury me with text messages that I was sending the group for approximately the last 30 days. But no apology, only on admission, maybe, that I am more yes. than okay. Accountability. With we hold ourselves accountable for the things. I, I agree. I was, I was on board with the... Green Bay Packers, as you all know, I'm a closet Green Bay Packers fan anyway, but it just seemed 
destined to happen. Inevitable. It just seemed like that. Of course, this is going to happen. Of course, Green Bay is going to get in and to just watch the suffering and the misery that Green Bay fans are now uh, feeling today that they felt last night at Lambeau with Detroit coming in and, and getting that big victory, eliminating them from the playoffs when Detroit, mind you, had nothing to play for. It was just pure spite. Just, hey, we don't want Green Bay to go. I love to see it. That was so, almost as exciting, if not more, than a Minnesota Vikings win. Which I here, you know. is, here is an admission for you both and those watching on YouTube and listening wherever you get your podcasts or on the Score North app. I didn't watch a second of last night's game because I was so sickened by what could happen. <laughs> you know, when you've been calling it and predicting it for a month and you believe that it's going to happen. See, people thought that I actually wanted this to happen. And I have said multiple times, no, 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 I do not. This is absolutely and utterly disgusting. I was so disgusted with the scenario that presented Green Bay last night. I didn't watch a second of the game and didn't even know they had lost until I crawled out of bed this morning because I was convinced was a very good game. that they would win. I couldn't bring myself to do very it. Couldn't bring myself to watch the officials try and rig the game for Green Bay. Couldn't bring myself did. to watch Roger Goodell try and rig the game for Green Bay. Couldn't watch myself to watch Dan Campbell screw something up so Green Bay would win. I am shocked, amazed, and happy that the Packers lost. So please, 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 no more hate messages to me. Let's just all be happy that Green Bay's done and the Vikings have a shot at the Lombardi this year and the Packers don't. Well, let's continue on the Vikings screen. Since we are a Vikings podcast, first, we just wanted to soak it in one more time that Green Bay lost. Uh, no, yesterday's game in at Soldier Field, excuse me, in Chicago, uh, you obviously get to see a little bit of your starters. You get to see some of the backups. I do want to talk about Nick Mullins and how well he looked. Like, he's a capable backup quarterback. I don't know if we necessarily saw that coming. I certainly didn't. And obviously, you're going to see Kirk Cousins do his thing, which is always great. But... It's not as concerning with Nick Mullins back there as I thought. Like I thought he he did all right in yesterday's performance. Yeah, he's okay coming yeah. off the bench. Yeah, yeah. I mean he, he's okay. Uh, it, you know, it's fun. Uh, it was. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean that obviously the Packers and the Lions won. That was uh, like you mentioned. That was a fabulous game that we got to see at night. The <laughs> the Vikings Bears game was literally a preseason game, right? Yeah. Like you yeah. know, it was, it was like a, a quarter or a half, I suppose. You had, you know, most of or some of the starters were trotting out and then sort of going like half speed. You know, I mean, it was in the most vanilla game plan of all time. The Bears played this correctly. And it, it was my, you know, I, we talked about this last week. It was my supposition. The Bears so clearly did not want to win that game. And they were, it was the correct take because the Bears knew that if the, the Texans had the incorrect take, and made the mistake of winning the game that they had against the Colts at the same time, that if the Bears lost, they would move into the number one overall pick. Now, the, I mean, this draft has, this upcoming draft, it has, I, I believe, two very, very good quarterback prospects. Others that do the job that I have believe that there are three really, really good uh, quarterback prospects. The Bears, I do not believe, are going to draft one, but there are at least two elite, elite, elite defensive prospects in addition to that. So the Bears are in the catbird seat of 
they can take these calls from these numerous teams below them that desperately need a franchise quarterback, whether that's Bryce Young, whether that's C.J. Stroud, or, again, some people believe Will Levis. You can add him to that list. And the, the Bears can just be like, okay, what are you offering? Okay, click. What are you offering? Okay, click. And they're going to get a king's ransom to move down. You will see a trade for that first pick, and and, and now the Bears are in that position. But go, going back to, to the Vikings here, the Bears were not trying to win that game. They did not want to win that game. Nathan Peterman is who we thought he was, and Tim Boyle was way worse. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I feel like Ross or I could have gone out there and we would have been as good as, as Tim well, Boyle was. Tim, you could have done better than Tim Boyle for sure. Yeah. Tim, yeah. Tim Boyle went two for eight for 33 yards, zero touchdowns and two interceptions against the Vikings third stringers. Um, I, I realize he wasn't playing with, with many guys and the bears obviously didn't want to win, but that was not a great performance by him. But yeah, I mean, good for the Vikings for beating the bears third stringers when they didn't want to play. That's the way that we thought the game was going to play out. Do you think Chicago regrets cutting Duke Shelley? He oh, gets the sure game did. ball yesterday, right? He has been such a surprise, valuable asset, uh, since getting picked up after being cut by the bears in yes. week one. I mean, Thor, let's talk about your, your child, your other son. I know you've got TJ Hawkinson yeah. as your one son. This, I think, is your probably second adopted child. Yeah, well, Duke, Duke is more my king. Um, okay, yes. Yeah, you know, it, it was so funny. The You know, th- there was so much made, especially in the Chicago media, of you guys remember right around cut day in, was it late August or, or maybe even early September? My, my days get screwed up, like, with the college schedule against the NFL schedule. But right what before – time, you know? It, it, <laughs> <laughs> getting philosophy <laughs> philosophical on me but i uh, uh th- th- that was like matthew mcconaughey in uh in that that one show on uh true detective on on hbo where he's like crushing the can um but like th- th- there was all these musical chairs moves around cut day where the vikings ended up cutting there was a couple of surprise cuts and armand watts was one of them and um it's funny. I, I don't even remember all the names anymore. They've become so insignificant. But the Bears, hilariously enough, end up signing like three of them. Amir Smith-Marset was the one I was blanking on. But th- there was a couple other ones as well. But the Bears in kind had to cut a couple guys. Duke Shelley was one of them. Tonga. Um, Duke, and Duke Shelley, like, you know, the Vikings ended up getting Duke Shelley under, under the, the practice squad. Duke Shelley turned into one of the Vikings. Mo- I, I don't think this is an exaggeration one of their more valuable defenders this year over Mm -hmm. the second half of the season. He turned into a legitimate starting NFL corner. Now, could that just be a mirage for half a season? Who cares? You got him for free. (laughs) For half of a season for a 13-4 and division champion, he was an above-average NFL starting cornerback on Mm -hmm. a team that had a terrible secondary that had cluster injuries in the secondary at the time that he did it. Duke Shelley stepped up into this, this craterous hole that the Vikings had on the outside in their, their cornerback room props to you, Duke Shelley and Duke Shelley, by the way, he gets his first career. He'd been playing really well, but he just hadn't gotten that first career inter- interception. He gets the first career interception, uh, uh, you know, off, off of Tim Boyle or whatever. He goes to midfield and he spikes the ball on, on the bears logo or whatever. And then like the, the bears were all upset after the game and Jaquan Brisker, their young safety was like, you know, Duke Shelley, you know, you know, I like Duke, but you know, what is he doing out there? You know, spiking the ball. And that was disrespectful. And then, and then Duke, he like quote tweeted it on Twitter. And he's like, he's like, you know, he's like all love for you, uh, nine or whatever that guy's number is. He's like, all, all, all love for you, but they needed to feel how disrespected I felt when yeah. they, cut, when they cut me. And I, I was like, you tell him King. I you am know, here for pettiness <laughs> always, like yeah. always. I, here's one. Here's one for both of you, but I, I think we may get to some regular season rewards in this pod. If not, at some point down the road, 
Is Duke Shelley the surprise player of the year for the Minnesota Vikings, or are there other people who would be on that list for you too? There, there's a couple guys you'd have to toss, but I, I think he would be the one. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he he came out of nowhere, and again, you got him for free, literally right before the season. Just as far as this this musical chair stuff went, you didn't even know he'd be available. Nobody thought he was going to contribute anything. The only reason he gets onto the active roster is because of all these injuries. Only reason he gets a shot is because even more injuries happen. And it turns out that he was viable as a starting cornerback down the stretch for a contender. Love to see it. Any love for team MVP, Ryan Wright? Oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, thumbs up for Ryan. Ryan Wright did a great job this year. I, I haven't checked his stats about the the no touchbacks yes. against pinning it inside the 20, but as far as an undrafted guy, yeah, absolutely undrafted rookie. He did a fabulous job. Thor, yeah, I think did. you're about to. I think you're about to get trash talked again by oh no, never mind. He left. I was waiting. I thought Jesse's kid was gonna He came in and he was like, Mom, Justin Jefferson is the best player I've ever seen. I was like, I know, child. I'm so proud. I'm I'm so proud. Yes. That's a great take. Well, it's it's just Ross, it's just because you if you had put up the Thor's hammer standings, that's that's when I get the the heckling. (laughs) You get the heckling for Thor's hammers. I get the heckling for uh, the Green Bay Packers are going to make the playoff takes. So yeah, yeah. he he knew ways. he knew I was doing Duke Shelley love. He's got to respect that he was just putting his hand up. I'm he remember. did. He was like Duke. Like that's, Duke. You know, we're we're very sports oriented in this household, as you can imagine. You got to look. What Duke. if we get to uh, Super Bowl Sunday and it's Duval versus Duke? <laughs> Russ, that's what I'm telling you. You got to be out at the 50 yard line in a tuxedo. The mic comes down from the ceiling, and then you do the Duval against Hennepin. (laughs) (laughs) We got big plans, you guys. We got big plans heading into the playoffs starting again this weekend. Now, I'm going to, this is where I would mute Thor if I could, if I had the power to do so, because. If I had told you at the beginning of the year that the Vikings were going to finish the season 13 and four and be this complete juggernaut, but also anomaly in the NFL, uh, would you have believed me? And I say mute Thor because Thor did accurately predict that the Minnesota Vikings were going to win. I I don't know if you said at least 12 games. I think you said they were going to win 12 games. Yeah, so technically, so I said you're wrong. Games. So he's wrong, Jesse. True. He's wrong. This is true. Let's- Let's not give him that satisfaction. I mean, I wrong. I think I thought they'd win like nine games. Like I, I'll be honest, yep. accountability here. I just wow, thirteen and four. Who saw it coming? Besides, so I'll I'll say this before Thor can take his bow and Jesse, if you need to hop back in, please do. I I would not have believed it because I think at the beginning of the year when we did a pre-show pod, I think I said I think they'll go somewhere between seven and ten and ten and seven because that is the history of this team with this quarterback. Now, obviously, we know newsflash sometimes having a different offensive play caller or head coach can help. I think that has greatly helped this team. But no, I, I would not have believed it. I would have said I take 10, maybe 11 wins. But I, I, when you look at it in that prism of what we know now, I think 13 and four, I would have been blown away by that. I probably would have said you're a liar. Yeah. Makes sense. How about getting the number three seed, especially in the past few weeks where it looked like number two, heck, maybe they could go at number one. Now, do you, was that a surprise to you guys that they ended up going number three? That's where I would be upset because, and, and I brought this up a few weeks ago. Again, we've added a game here in recent memory, but to win 13 games and only be the three seed kind of feels a little criminal, which does to me is the importance of at least 
doing what you can to make sure you win your one guaranteed home playoff game or going 13 and four, no matter how they got there seems hollow. So mm-hmm. I-, I think you have to find a way to win this upcoming weekend against the giants. But Jesse, that's a great point. That's the anomaly to me, not necessarily yeah. that they're 13 and four, that they're 13 and four. And there's, and number I mean, you could make the case that there's one team that would finish ahead of them yeah. two finishing ahead of them technically in the standings. Uh, that that doesn't sit well, but it is what it is. Thor, what do you got? Yeah, well, I I appreciate that, Jesse. I, I didn't know I was going to get credit from you. Yeah, don't oh, uh, don't I, count on it happening again. Calm down. Or ever again, I, 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 yeah, I mean, like as as far as the 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 um the bullishness went before the season, it was basically like you know you you watch last year's team and you know the the past couple under Zimmer. There were so many times, and and you guys know this. There were so many times where they they get out to a lead, and then they'd start playing not to lose, as opposed to like playing to win. And the other team would come back, and they they'd lose at the end, or when the the Vikings would get down by ten, and then you just know that you could go out and do other stuff with your day because they weren't the way that they play or whatever. And then situationally, um, they were always making the incorrect. Uh, sort of game theory decisions mm-hmm. um, you know wh- whether it was the fourth and short like you know like Dan Campbell with uh, the aggressive stuff at the end but like smart aggression they, they were talking about it on the broadcast last night about how Dan Campbell learned this from Sean Payton it, it's mm-hmm. not um, it's not like being a wild man in Vegas with gambling where you're just throwing the dice every time it's times where the the uh, there's sometimes situationally where the gamble or taking the risk it's not a gamble at all where you're actually risking more by doing the safe thing. And that's Mm -hmm. what uh, Dan Campbell was saying that Sean Payton had taught him. And Mike Zimmer, he was constantly erring on the safe side, so much so that he was flubbing away games by doing that. It was Mm -hmm. like, you know, the saying of like, when you have the pigeon in the hand, if if you you hold your hand out too much, it flies away. But if you uh, hold on to it too tight, you crush the thing. Zimmer, whenever he had that lead, he was just squeezing onto the thing or whatever. Um, But like, you know, you projected it it, into getting Kevin O'Connell, who by all accounts was, you know, this great situational mind, great offensive mind, et cetera. I, you know, I just thought going from the one to the other, um, maybe you flip the entire situational thing and the Vikings were already playing very close to the margin. If you just flip the one possession thing the other way, now you were in business. And then the, the other thing with, the, you know, looking at the schedule, I thought that laid out very well for the Vikings. I thought Quasey, uh made a lot of really good decisions as far as free agency. He did not have a lot of uh, uh, cap space and stuff like that. But with, with the moves that he made, I, I thought that they were really smart. And then the other thing, I thought the Packers were a little bit down from where they have been in recent years. And and, and we really do appreciate it, Green Bay. You, you paying uh, Zedarius Smith. $10 million or whatever to allow him to come here and, and have an awesome season. The Vikings only had to pay him a couple million dollars this year. Appreciate that. Enjoy your off season. I mean, I think that there's a lot to digest within what you said, Thor. Also while checking my child's behind to make sure his butt was wiped in case you were over wondering what that was about. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I think first things first, you have to give credit to KOC for what he was able to accomplish in his first year to get Minnesota back into the playoffs to do it so well and maybe not so convincingly as we've all talked about uh that being said the how important do you guys think dvoa is in general when it really does come to stats because you can kind of flip it to go either way depending on your narrative and obviously the narrative when it comes to the minnesota vikings has certainly been well they're frauds this is why you know they end up with a minus three scoring differential and my concern is 
the games that they did lose were not those one score games. They weren't just these barely losses. They were losses by 17, 37, 11, and 24. So does that give you a better idea of who Minnesota might be? And does that give you concerns when it comes to the playoffs where it's like, you are going to need to keep those close games. And yes, Minnesota comes out ahead in the close games, but also you want to see them push it that way too. I mean, I don't think you're going to see too many blows, hopefully not, especially when it comes to the Vikings, but what are your thoughts there and how the regular season ended with that minus scoring differential? And what does that mean moving forward as they face New York this upcoming weekend? I'm happy you set this up for me because most of my job, as far as college football goes, my full-time job, it is looking at predictive metrics to predict the, I mean, like my whole job is I have to do against the spread picks and stuff like that. And if I, if I didn't do good, I, I, you know, I wouldn't have that job or whatever. So I, I, thank you. I appreciate that. So like, you know, I, I do put a a lot of value into that and, and it would be silly not to put some sort of weight into uh, predictive metrics. But it, it would be sillier to pretend that that is the entire thing, that there is no results, that the only thing is the predictive metrics, right? When you go in and you play blackjack or, you you know, you, you play Texas Hold'em, right? Like when, when you get to the flop, right, and, and, and you're holding a hand, you, you, you know, you might have a 55% implied probability in your head or a 45% right? And, and there's two other people in the hand. You're starting to run numbers of if I do this bet and this person does that and stuff like that. That's where that stuff comes in, right? And, and you can try to do things to improve odds in, in your favor, whatever. It's not that the, the, the predictive metrics do not matter. They certainly do. And, and they can tell you stuff as far as the, the future performances. They'll tell you that the Vikings should not be considered the prohibitive favorite to go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they'll tell you that the Vikings are probably a coin flip to beat the giants uh, on Sunday or whatever, or a little bit better, you know, they, they might be a, a 55% yeah, ch- chance, you know, or whatever to, to, to beat the giants. But I, I mean, like to, to pretend that everything they did this season is nothing because the, you know, because of that, it's ridiculous. It's more ridiculous than going the other way and pretending that, that those things exist, that they shouldn't exist. You know, what here's I mean? the only reason why it potentially scares me. Jesse, read those scores again and the opponent. I deleted them. Uh... Okay. Well, I can, I can tell you, I can tell you three of the four were on the road. Two of the three. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, hold I, on. I got, I, I got one. I, I found it. Um, 33 to 30 at Buffalo. Oh, okay. I see. I see what he did here. You see what he <laughs> so, did there? He flipped it. Three uh-huh. of those four games were on the road against teams that up until yesterday still had a shot at making the playoffs. That's where it scares me in the standpoint of you're looking at a Vikings team that has a chance, not guaranteed, but there's a chance for the Vikings to have that chance to party with the Lombardi. They'll have to win two road games. I don't know. You go on the road, you lose to Detroit by 11. You go on the road to Philly, you lose by what, 20-ish? Was that 24-7? You get demolished by Green Bay, and at home you get demolished by Dallas, who is a playoff team. That's where I get a little bit of pause, that three of those four losses were on the road, and they weren't particularly very close. That's what stands out to me, especially when you're more than likely, I would have said Green Bay can go in to – San Francisco and win a game. I wouldn't have said the same about Detroit. And I certainly will not say the same about Seattle. So Mm -hmm. more than likely, in my opinion, the Vikings have a great shot to go to San Francisco in the divisional round of the playoffs. And I, 
there you can make a case the Vikings can win that game because maybe that's the day Brock Purdy looks human. But then you're also asking me to trust this team on the road in a tough environment. And I just don't know if I can do that. Well, I guess we'll see how the game shapes up on Sunday. Thor knows I'm just waiting to say go Cyclones. Yeah. First of all, you know, Jesse's not going to concede that Brock Purdy could turn into a pumpkin. But but, but the other thing I want to say is the three of those four losses that the Vikings had, it was when they started to have those cluster injuries at either offensive line or secondary, or, or in in some cases, both the one time they got beat at full strength where they, they got soundly clocked. It was against the Eagles. The one caveat I would give for that. It was in sort of this, letdown spot in the second game of the O'Connell era right after in the opener you you smacked the crap out of the Packers in in KOC's debut and then you had to turn around go to Philadelphia on wasn't it Monday night or whatever Mm -hmm. um that was a really tough spot uh situational spot or whatever and and you got clocked you absolutely got clocked or whatever but the the other ones between Dallas between uh the Detroit one and between Green Bay they had cluster injuries both on the offensive line and then in the secondary I'll say this too. The one thing I did like about the Bears game, even though it was, I don't really know how indicative or how much we can learn from it, is that Kirk Cousins with that mash unit offensive line did have some nice clean pockets. Now, mm-hmm. again, the Bears have traded away a lot of their their defenders and who knows how much they were trying and what really went into it. But we'll see how that translates going forward. Maybe Blake Brandle's back. Maybe Garrett Bradbury comes back at some point. So those were good signs going back to the Chicago Bears game. If you can take anything away from that game at all, I'm not sure how much you can take away. Although, Thor, I did note the same thing you did the first quarter, even into the second quarter. There were a lot of plays that ended up looking just slightly more competitive than a Pro Bowl where nobody wanted to tackle anybody. They just kind of stood the other guy up until the refs blew the whistle. Yeah, I got great comedy out of that I've, week. Week 18 in the NFL is always both full of suspense and comedy. It's probably the best week in the NFL. It's worse than the opt out to the bowl games. Cause there's some <laughs> teams that are literally, I mean, like there's tanking going on That's, and, yeah. and lovey. He got the ax after that game because he didn't go through with <laughs> what the, I, I think whether it is was stated or not a good coach. Have we figured that out? Like, is he just maybe not Well, back, back in the coach? day, he was good, but the game yeah. passed him by a long time ago. He was at Illinois for seven, right. eight years or whatever. The, Illinois had to fire him because he was the game had passed him by at, at the college mm-hmm. level. And there was a confluence of factors last off season that led to the Texans basically in 24 hours feeling as though they had to give Lovey Smith that job. It was going to be probably a one and done for Lovey either way. But he got the X the night of the game because of the decisions he made on that last drive to go all in to, to win. But but I think that Lovey, his he, what he would probably tell you if you gave him true serum is they were going to fire me either way. I knew it. So what do I care? Well, like right. I'm I'm going to try to win the game. And and Lovey, by the way, his probably first allegiance is to the Bears if he had to say one organization or another. Sure. So he just gifted the Bears like the greatest gift he could give them. If That's the Vikings good. don't win the Super Bowl and this season comes to an end in large part because of the defense and the Vikings do move on from Ed Donatel, I have my doubts that they will. I think he'll get another season or at least into next season. However, if they did move on from Ed Donatel, is Lovey Smith a name that still intrigues you at no, all on the no. defensive side of the ball? No, 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 no. No, Lovey, no. Uh, I lo- Lovey, what he should be at this point, it's a defensive um, consultant or – you know, something like that. Kind of um, like what we are. 
Yeah, exactly. Okay, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like, you know, he can he can be in the for sure be in the building. Um, He's a guy who has a lot of wisdom. He, he's been around the block and stuff like that, but he should not be calling the shots. He's a guy who should be a sounding board for younger coaches who are who are coming up and, and cutting their teeth and stuff like that. But he can't be calling the shots. He certainly shouldn't be recruiting in college. He certainly shouldn't be calling any shots in a draft room in the NFL. Well, you know, going back one before we start to wrap up here as we look back on the Chicago game and slowly start to look ahead to the weekend. Uh, Ross, you had brought up the offensive line and how we, you know, yes, again, take what you will out of Sunday's game just based on the players that were playing and kind of what was on the line or what was not on the line, certainly. But I did think that the offensive line found a little bit of chemistry, and we've talked about it the past couple weeks as it gets better and better. I mean, for instance, yesterday Kirk had 20 dropbacks, only hit twice and not one sack, which I think is positive. Are we feeling better about how the offensive line has come about? Again, they still have their injuries that they're dealing with, so you're seeing some faces that we don't know what that might look like come Sunday when they host the Giants. But how did you guys feel about the offensive line? And are you seeing the same consistent, at least slightly improvements and confidence that you will, that's going to be needed as you head into the playoffs? Oh, sorry. I, I had to, um, I, I had to like shake the cobwebs. I, I was looking at the updated PFF grade. Duke, Duke Shelley is actually number four in the NFL for the whole season in their cornerback grades now. <sighs> My King Duke, I'm sorry. Like when, when he walks by, it's like that gift where the guy's looking at like the, the, you know, he's with, oh, he's so I'm the girl girlfriend. walking with you, but Duke Shelley yeah. is the guy. Yeah. yeah the, D- okay. Duke walks by and I'm like, Ooh. Fair. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's, 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 it's I got to get my mind back on, on the task at hand. Talk about um, Kirk Cousins and Grail radius. <laughs> Yeah, as, as as far as the, I mean, like the you know the Bears game, it's not indicative of anything because the Bears were going even more vanilla than the Vikings, and I'm sure like under the Bears uniform, they I don't know if you guys have ever seen Saving Silverman, but there's this one scene where they send yeah. Darren into this date, and they put electrodes on his chest, and every time yeah. he talks about Judith, they they zap him like he's not mm-hmm. allowed to talk about his ex girlfriend or whatever. Whenever the Bears defenders were getting close to doing anything good, that they were getting zapped by the front <laughs> office, they're like, no, you can't tackle him, you can't sack. Um, you know, we, we, we need to get that, give ourselves a chance for the first pick. So like the, the makeshift offensive line for the Vikings, like you can't draw anything from this game, like into the, cause when they play the giants, obviously the giant, I mean, just in a vacuum, they, they have, you know, way better talent, whatever, but the giants are also going to, they're going to be sending the house specifically at the right side of that offensive line, right. With the third string center. And then the, what what is Udo the fourth string tackle or whatever like and, and then and then Ingram in pass like Ingram's been a good run blocking guard this year but like in pass pro it has often been an adventure he did tick up a little bit towards the end of the year but like he I mean he's got his he's got his hands full like he, he needs to be good in, in pass pro in in, in the playoffs because the two guys that are now bookending him it's it could be an adventure. So, I mean, that's what you need to keep an eye on what, what the Giants are doing. And we just got to pray because that's that's not what anybody wanted heading into the season. But, but is, also, nobody thought we were going to be in the playoffs before the season. Is so. praying a great strategy for having to potentially go on the road to Levi Stadium and win a football game? Because yeah. we that may end up being the, the hope and the strategy. No, but, but but then again, the, the 49ers would counter with, well, hey, guys, we got we have Mr. Irrelevant, the, the last pick in the entire draft, starting for us, the quarterback. So, you, you know, we're not going to play any violins for you guys. You know what I mean? I'm going to ignore Correct. that comment. I'm just going to ignore he's been, right he's past been good. that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not casting any shade of Brock Purdy. Uh, it's true. He's Mr. Irrelevant. That part is true. Yeah. Not so much anymore. But uh, speaking of prayers, I say a little prayer for you. Uh, that's going to lead me into our Forever reminder. And ever. 
that the crazy Canadians Cousins Crusaders of Purple Daily want to make have you guys make a donation on their behalf to Kirk Cousins uh, Foundation, KirkCousins.org. Click the donate button. Uh, don't forget, they are huge Kirk Cousins fans. They reached out to us at Purple Daily just to celebrate the fun season we have while also doing some good. We know Kirk Cousins loves to do some good. I wish I could do that like funny little Kirk Cousins here like to do some good. Uh, so be sure to make a donation to his charity on behalf of our crazy Canadian Cousins Crusaders of Purple Daily. Again, that's at KirkCousins.org. Donate whatever you can, whatever you might be able to. Uh, certainly have appreciated everybody who has made their donation thus far. Again, that is KirkCousins.org on behalf of the Cousins Crusaders of Purple Daily. Boys, with that, should we do some before we dies? Let's oh, do it. Let's Let's do that. And how about I give you your wonderful Before We Die Open. Time now for the Before We Die crew to give us their Before We Dies. All I'll right. kick it off. Okay, you go ahead. Yeah. I never get to kick it off, right? I was like, you know, that's true. I, I close well, but that's all right. I can still close out well. Um, so the last time the Minnesota Vikings played the New York Giants, Greg the Leg Joseph hit a 61 yarder. I think Greg Joseph is also going to win this game for Minnesota against the giants this weekend. That's what I think. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be tough. And for once a kicker is going to win a playoff game for the Minnesota Vikings and not hurt them in the process. So that is my, before we die, Greg Joseph helps the Vikings advance in the playoffs. I like that. Yeah. The the thing I love about that prediction is you, you can't jinx it that way. Right. Cause it's always just gone that way. So like, I I like, I like this. It's optimistic, but also it's like, you literally can't jinx it that way. So this is, this is a thumbs up. I I like this one. Thanks, guys. I I thought about this and I'm going to will this into existence. We are helping to support KirkCousins.org with the crazy cousins, the crazy Canadian Cousins Crusaders. I love saying that. Say that seven (laughs) times fast. Cousins Crusaders want to raise money for Kirk Cousins. In return, Kirk Cousins will buy Purple Daily and Before We Die a pizza party from Pizza Ranch because he has the connections. (laughs) We are getting a pizza party from Kirk Cousins before we die, somebody who monitors this for the Vikings, get that message to Kirk. And my pizza ranch pizza party, I actually want it to include the chicken because for as much as I love pizza ranch, I actually think the chicken's slightly better than the pizza. So oh. hmm. pizza party from Kirk Cousins and pizza ranch. I've had like pizza ranch like twice in my life. I don't think I've really ever had Isn't it. Isn't pizza often. ranch the thing where you, it's like the it, all you can eat? Buffet style, baby. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they have those you, really good cinnamon things, like the cinnamon pizza and ice cream. Like, I don't know if they, I, you know, I don't know if there's rules, but what would it be? Could you just go in there and just like take and then just say so your cousin's off, friend, just like start scraping off the toppings and then just like like a whole pizza, and now you just take the toppings and then you're just like eating the toppings. No, here's the thing. Why would you do that? Well, first well, off, if, yeah. I mean, if, if, if it was your druthers, if that's what you wanted to do, is it against the rules? Is this because I'm low carb and you're just trying to be nice and like, no, but I mean, food? just if you wanted to pizza ranch, what if you I just don't like know the chicken they'll... and the cheese. You didn't like the, the, the other stuff. I don't know if they'll do that for you, Thor, but pizza ranch will make a pizza for you on demand. If what you want is not out there. 
Really? So they will actually make a pizza for you on demand, and they will bring it to you first so you can take the first slices from it. Pizza Rant's a sponsor of this podcast yet? No, but at this point, they might as as well be. Well, I want one with cinnamon and, and pepperoni and chicken. Something wrong with you? Not, not in you know division. All in the same one. Before we die, Kirk Cousins is buying Purple Daily, a pizza party. Yeah, please do. I think can Kirk afford a few pizzas? I think he can. Yeah, probably. I think he can. I would assume. What do you got, Thor? Thor? Uh, My my before we die is you know the the Viking season. It's it's going to end at some point. And going back to the predictive metrics. The odds would say that it will will end in a loss. There's a chance that it won't, and and you know, bring me to heaven if it if, if it doesn't. But um, assuming that you know, I mean, it, on the chance that it, it does end in a loss, before I die, we show appreciation for the season that we just saw instead of complaining about the way that it ended. Okay, like okay. W- w- coming into this season, the Vikings win total. You look, what, what was it? Seven and a half, eight and a half. Time like, out. I'm stopping his before. We Judd's, Judd's not going to be able to yeah. adhere to those. Yeah, first rules. off, Judd can't <laughs> adhere to that. And <laughs> I fully understand what you're saying. And huh. I don't disagree with it. But we are allowed one day of dissecting and complaining when the season ends. Our first podcast should be allowed to nitpick what went wrong. If things go oh, wrong. in the game, I, for sure. I'm Mr. Positivity. I don't think this thing is ending until at least the NFC Championship game. Oh, I mean, no, no. I'm just saying when it doesn't, and in, for sure, as far as the game goes, whoever the, you know, who ends up being the GOAT or, or anything in there, I, I'll blast whoever deserves to be blasted for that game. <laughs> but what I'm saying, as far as the treetops of the season, we all agree that this season was way better than we thought heading in and sure. not to, to look back on it as a disappointment because it didn't end in a Super Bowl. Like if, if that's what ends up happening. That's where you're wrong. What? Here's why. As my why? good friend Bill Guerin, general manager of the Minnesota Wild, had said, we haven't won bleep. Like they didn't they have their best ever in 21 years, best ever regular season. They were bounced in the first round. That is disappointing. That is not okay. I don't allow it. I want to win. Now this team, this Minnesota Vikings team, one of their best regular seasons. And yes, that should be celebrated, but also it's going to be incredibly disappointing if, as Ross said, they don't at least make it to the NFC championship because it's it's all for naught. I don't yeah. give a sh- I don't give a darn if you that was really close. That was, that was that very was, close. That was that was the closest <laughs> so far. I'm passionate no, but, about it. Like my, I don't so I'm my, going to my, be mad my about counterpoint it. again, going back to the Bill Sar- Parcells quote about you, you you need to let me buy the groceries if I'm gonna cook the meal. You bring in KOC, you bring in Quasi. It was a whole new administration, a whole new coaching staff. You need to give these guys time to build their stuff out. Nobody mm-hmm. in their first year working what? with most of the stuff that I mean, it was imposed upon them. Nobody thought in the first year that they were going to do what they did. I don't disagree, and I think we're now probably going to dovetail into two separate arguments where I do believe, Thor, you are right. You go 13-4 and four in a year that I don't think a lot of people thought that that would happen, me included. You should celebrate that. However, I will say you only get so many opportunities when you go 13-4 and four to set yourself up for a playoff run. And for all we know with this core, this could be it for this team. There could be a year or two coming of regression. Mm -hmm. So when you get opportunities like this, whether you believe in the team or not, and I'm still on the fence about how much I believe in them, when you get opportunities like this, you need to find a way to cash in. You don't win 13 plus games very often. So when you do, whether you should be there or not, 
You have to find a way to cash in. Do I think the Vikings are the best team in the NFC? No, I don't. But can I make a case that the Vikings can beat anybody in the NFC playoffs? Absolutely, I can. So the expectation for this year should be to put together a run. But overall, Thor, you are right. I'd be the hypocrite if I didn't at the end of the year say, yeah, it was still a fun ride because I said they were going to win seven to ten games. So I do agree with that. I do agree with that part. But I, I still... I think we'd be giving them too much of a free pass if they lose to the Giants on Sunday and we right. wipe our hands clean and go, oh, well, it was a good season. No, no I'm you going to flip out for one episode if they do that. But I'm, <laughs> after that, I'm going to acknowledge that it was a better season than you know we all thought possible. I Everyone was calling me in the preseason in August when I said 12 and 5 to win the division. Everyone was like, oh, that guy's a freaking homer. Like, that guy's an idiot. You know, well, you, gotta... could st- you could still be a homer and get things right from time to time but but the whole point being i didn't i I didn't even i didn't even shoot high enough and everyone like all the vikings (laughs) all the vikings homers were like that guy's too homer for us you know what i'm saying like we need to acknowledge how successful of a season this was after after we blast them if they do lose in the playoffs which they may not That sounds fair. That sounds fair. Again, this is Purple Dailies. Before we die on Score North, I'm Jesse Pierce. He's Thor Nystrom. He's Ross Brundle. We truly appreciate every single one of you. Absolutely. Let us know how much of a homer Thor is uh, within your comments. I mean, you guys think that Ross and I have allegiances with Green Bay. We might as well talk about how insane of a Vikings fan. I love that my disdain for the Packers organization and utter like, stomach sickness that i get when they do well somehow was turned into me liking the packers yeah it's mostly yeah. jesse's the, I, I can vouch for ross uh yeah. he, he didn't he didn't want to see what was going to happen like mine was all fear-based yeah it was fear-based <laughs> jesse's actually a packer fan yes absolutely all right again that's gonna do it for us on today's episode of before we die we will be back on thursday looking ahead to that matchup against the New York Giants. As always, be sure you check out all of our other Purple Daily content. Lots of good stuff coming out from Score North. You'd love to see it. Uh, it has been a fun season thus far. Let's keep it going. We'll see you guys Thursday. Share, like, rate, respond. Uh, go Vikes. Skull Vikes. Let's go get it. Duval versus Hennepin in the playoffs. Let's go.